Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones. We're already experiencing technical difficulties. We are off to a fantastic start. The Mirror of Romancing Our Stones is a male survival guide to pop culture and media your girl will most likely drag you to. I am Matt. I am Alex. And we're glad that you are with us. Welcome back. For another, another three hours of smooth jazz. Mm, yes, girl. You know what we're you like Yanni? About. You like Yanni? <laughs> We know what you like and we know what gets you in the mood, baby. We know that wet ass pussy is popular right now on the radio. So we're trying to bring that same energy to you right now. Is that what that means? Uh, <laughs> that or watermelons, apples, and pineapples. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I was listening to the kids pop version. I think that's what it is. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're talking about married at first sight season nine. Episodes, episodes 10 and 11 10 and 11 we're over halfway through um it's available on netflix now if you want to follow along um we've been getting more uh consistent with our releases here so we appreciate the listenership we've looked at the ratings and we are bumping so tell your friends spread it around follow us on instagram twitter and youtube where you can find this particular uh podcast on and um Again, before we start anything, we talk about what we're drinking because I know Alex has been, we've had some tef- technical difficulties throughout this whole thing. So Alex's beer is now warm, um, but uh, we'll get to that in a second here. But first, we want to thank our, our sponsor of the show, Wash Park Lending, uh, specifically Justin at Wash Park Lending. Um, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking to purchase or refinance your home, visit your mortgage professionals at Wash Park Lending to get your home loan done the right way. Justin at Wash Park Lending will take a consultative approach to your home mortgage and make sure you feel comfortable and confident every step of the process. With rates as low as 2.75 and hovering at all-time lows is the perfect time to refinance or buy a new home. Visit washparklending.com, find Justin in the contact and about us page, click on his, uh, his uh, email address there or his phone number and give him a call. Um, and you, trust me, Justin will not steer you wrong. You steer you wrong. Wash Park Lending's company NMLS is 1952608. Thanks for them and check out Wash Park Lending at www.washparklending.com. All right, Alex, you've been patient. What are you sipping on, my friend? Uh, we got summer uh, apparently ending come Tuesday here, so in about four days or so, five days. Um, when I've, this drops, it'll be Tuesday. Oh, yeah. It will be Tuesday. Yeah. So if that's the case, then uh, we got a snowstorm <laughs> that we're going to be sitting in. So uh, I'm wrapping up summer with our uh, Breckenridge Brewery Summer Pills. It is a Pilsner, naturally, the 5.0% ABV. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to slow sip this all the way through. That's delicious. So I know you're curious what I'm drinking because you probably would ask me that right now. Um, Oh, hey, what are you drinking, Matt? <laughs> well, so I got my blood work done recently, and they said that my triglycerides are high uh, and to avoid wheat. So I am drinking a Jim Beam and Coke and Zero rocks. and ice. So I'm totally frat bullying it. Frat, frat, frat. Um, I was but, almost uh, thinking you're going to be drinking claws. <laughs> I probably should switch to claws. You probably should. But... um I think that I'll I'll probably have better commentary if I if I drink a, a heavy cocktail. So, yeah, let's um, go. Let's go. 
let's do this. We've, we've wasted enough time already. Um, so this particular episode starts with the month of versaries, as they were calling it, between all the couples. And they're about halfway through. They're one month into it. And um, man, this was like, I know that we, I don't want to be premature on the meaty scale, but premature is my lifestyle. And um, gosh, this was a crazy two episodes. They, they went to Costco and they, they got a lot of meat. <laughs> they got meat in bulk on this one. Yes. Um, but wait, can we, can we first address when episode 10 opens up, they go right back to the moon water. We talk about Jamie oh, and, and the moon with, water. Without missing a beat. And then, and then to, Jamie's totally being an ass about it. And, and he's like, oh my gosh, I feel it right away. She's like, oh my gosh, you do? He's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, he says, he says, oh God, I feel so much better now. <laughs> Oh, with how much of a dick that guy is, you know, it was pretty funny. Well, I love the fact that she like, when she brings it in, she goes, oh, wow, there's some stuff. It looks like there's some stuff in the water. She goes, oh, that's probably just from outside stuff. I'm like, ew. (laughs) Ew. Uh, What got its mouth and or what fell into those glasses? I don't know what. A pigeon took a little siesta in that. (laughs) Um, Who knows? Moon water, crystal water. I just, uh, do you want to start with Jamie and Elizabeth? Let's do it. Let's start with Jamie. And so, Beth. yeah, they're coming off a huge fight. Yes, the moon water has obviously helped. The moon water the, has helped. The spirits are are flushed. They're in good. They're good standing right now. Apollo came and he shot his mighty bow, and he his Apollo's mighty bow was Cupid's arrow, and they're back in love um, because they're contra- contractually obligated to pretend like it's okay. Um, but he takes her back to the wedding venue for their month anniversary, as they call it, yep. to revisit the place where they got married. They recreated the marriage. And then, um, you know, the, the, uh, the heat sets out this elaborate spread with roses and light up candles. Like he really went all out, except he got folding chairs as their chairs. <laughs> not with a cloth cover and we're two people that have been through wedding planning it was just a fold-out white chair yes and, it's almost like the venue's like oh our chairs are being used on the other side for a wedding and he goes oh shit all right well i'll grab i'll grab some from costco oh, we, this episode's brought to you by costco by the way yes it is. it's the second time we brought it up um i'm not a member i'm not a member so they didn't coordinate this through me just through alex um but the chair's kind of the chair's him. Yeah, the cash flow for for myself, man. Oh man, dude, you remember our agreement? Um, no, so he they sit down, they talk. He gives her a Tiffany's um, heart necklace. It's got a pink, pink yeah. sapphire in it because pink's mm-hmm. her favorite color. And now that you really look back and you look at her, she is the everything. Uh, she's been pink. One, she's one of the pink ladies. She's like a mix between Rizzo and Rizzo, um, and. Uh, so he goes down there and he said, you know, like, this is the comp part of this. These are conversations that couples have that I don't like. He's like, how can I be a better husband? And she's like, nothing. You're great. You know, because things are great in the moment. Like, I don't really see there's anything to fix right now. Well, yeah, of course. He's like taking you on like a, a, a nice date where he's been curating everything for you. And he got you a Tiffany's necklace. Like, of course, you're like, nope, you're good. It, it, but it's it's like you know with how sensitive he is, mm-hmm. he was guarding. He was opening himself up in that moment to take criticism, and she totally whiffed. Yep, 
because she didn't want to spoil the mood or like when it's good, it's good. It's, you know, like, I mean, it's a very, it's a, such a toxic relationship. It's wild. Yeah. And I agree. And, and you're going to, by the end of this two episodes, I'm kind of on her side, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Let's yes. So I would say episode 10 though, it's just really their date. They're kind of, they're actually not the focus of episode 10 because it's just, they go on the date. They're in a good spot. They're kind of, you know, there's not a whole lot going on in this episode for them. Well, you until, know, they, the, until the very end. Until the very end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where they start looking through the wedding album in the courtyard, right? Where they got married or in the, in one of the, one of the gardens of the backyard in, in the venue that they got married in. And they're like on a picnic table, having some champagne, some charcuterie, you know, and, and now I want to know your opinion about this because what happens is they are full, you know, flipping through the, the album and she keeps saying like, Oh man, my hair was so bomb that day. Oh man, that dress is amazing. Oh man. I looked so good. Oh my man. Lips. Like my lips looks like, so all she's doing is talking about herself. And I think this is, that's important because this ends up, I ended up noticing something on the 11th episode and it was a little bit of red flag for me. Yeah. Yes. So. Wait, her actions were red flag or led to a red flag? Her words that she chooses and her. Oh. Her person in which she speaks, if you get what I'm saying. First versus third versus, <laughs> you know, like, so I, I. Anyways, so what happens is she's all talking about how great she looked. And for being an emotional prick at times. Jamie got really offended that like, it was not about their day, how, how great it was that they were meeting each other. And like, it rubbed him the wrong way. But for Mr. Jamie, he, Mr. Clean went to Mr. Rage. Yeah. He really got really upset. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I simultaneously get, I get the frustration. I do but he doesn't communicate it. Like I don't adult. understand the anger. Yeah, you know, he just communicate like an adult. He just goes straight to he just goes straight into Hulk mode and like starts destroying his marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the quickest way to have the tallest building in town is to burn down the town. <laughs> Pretty much, like, well, and it's think about the think about the irony behind this too. He's mad that she wasn't focusing on their marriage and the day that they got married. Ooh. So he's deciding to break it down. Who did? It's like, it's like wait, really? Okay. You don't look pretty when you cry, so take this. I literally like. What is she gonna say? I love how the lights reflecting off your head in this picture. Oh my gosh, your teeth don't look so you know or, veneery in this one. Or or what do you what do you say like what do you say like outside of wow look at us? What do you want as a guy? What Come do on. you want? That's <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. You, as a married man, you will find out that the weddings is almost entirely for the woman. I was going to say, last time I checked, Jamie, this is not about you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> literally like like STFU and just you, be like, you do look pretty. Oh my gosh. You, you sh- yeah, it's like you show up in a suit that you can you could have actually already owned, honestly, because it's just a suit. Or you can wear it to work. I mean, yeah. depending on your income. Exactly. It's like, you know, uh, I, so it, I, I didn't understand... His anger and frustration, and hold on, I lost my notes here. Hold on. Where'd they go? Well, the important thing is that it carries on into the night 
And they once again have this charade about their apartment where all they're doing is slamming doors at each other, telling each other to get out of each other's spaces. Yeah. And then Jamie just decides to leave. But she doesn't take the dogs, which have obviously fallen in love with him. <laughs> so ever since we pointed that out, I laugh every time I see the dogs just on his lap or he's like stroking them. And literally there's parts when her dog are laying on the couch and they look like they're not purebreds, but more like inbreds. Cause they're like literally sitting there, like not moving. They look like they're stuffed animals. They've got two synapses firing and that's about it. <laughs> as many as Matt. And, <laughs> and they're just sitting there and they're like, why, why is mom being a bee? But I, I like, I, the, the fight escalates so quickly. And then he calls her a materialistic beep. Now, at first, I thought it was bitch. Yes. But, but. <laughs> in episode 12, I they don't bleep a, bitch. I think I heard a C in there. I thought, so that's what I, that's, okay. We came to the same conclusion. Yep. It was calamari. Calamari. Oh, no. So it was the uh, forbidden word. Yes. The which, word that shall not never be spoken by a male. <laughs> seriously. It's never a good idea. It's never a no. good idea. It's kind of like it's kind of like the other words. It's like, yeah, you don't say that. You just don't say that word. There's a reason why Andrew Dice Clay is not popular anymore. It's because he uses words like that. Yeah, I, I haven't met a girl that likes that word though. No. So I think he which again, her- you know, is why he said that is because he was again like. It's so funny how he goes immediately to scorched earth policy. He he went straight to his quiver to deliver his. Uh, his Cupid's final arrow. <laughs> so, um, so going on to the next, so that's how that episode ends for them. Yes. And then the next episode starts up with, and where are we here? Um, he leaves for two days straight. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, they're talking about how name calling, then they go and meet with the experts and they talk about how name calling can destroy a marriage. And that is, extremely true i mean there's nothing worse than you know he said hurling insults is for war and using using weapons is for war and when there's a war there's a winner and a loser and if your marriage if there's a winner or a loser your winning is going to be winners your marriage is going to be destroyed mm-hmm. i thought that was such awesome advice and they talk yep. about uh elizabeth using sex as a weapon and him using divorce as a weapon yes and then yes. words are dangerous and destroy. I'm not picking, are they're not, there must be editing it, but are you catching this like nymphomania, Jamie, like uh, vibe or are you seeing it from him or does it feel like it's being misconstrued by her? It's, and this is where, again, some red flags kind of went off for me because yeah. in that episode, in episode 11, when he finally sits down with her and he apologizes you notice that she doesn't apologize for the part that she owns too. Not that I'm saying she has a lot to apologize for, but she was definitely going at it with him because again, they just get each other all riled up and they start hurling insults. I just thought it was very- What do you mean though when you say what she's responsible for? Like uh, inciting violence or what? Or just like when when the things that she said when they were arguing, when they were fighting. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm not saying no. that he was he was perfectly right in apologizing for starting it, for yeah. getting all ticked off instead of having an adult conversation instead of just attacking her. Definitely needed to apologize for that. But yes. then like the way that they've always been fighting, the way that they just both go like scor- scorched earth policy on each other, just, just trying to rip at each other. 
I just thought it was very interesting that she was very much like, uh-huh, what do I have to say? Okay. Well, she, like, she was sitting there expressing herself like, what am I, like, kind of like, like, I mean, I, what he said was wrong and what he said was yes. delivery, but she's not a victim. No. But that, that, and that's my point is like, it was almost like she had, he had a lot of work to do. Right. When it's like, you were complicit in also degrading it and getting at each other's throats. Like there, I'm sure there's some things that she probably wasn't proud of that she said too. Right. It's like, yeah, it's but like in it Rocky. They're about both, him. They're both throwing blows and they're both landing to destroy. And then the person gets that gets destroyed or whatever reason says that well, person's a mean person. Well, and that's that's where my red flags kind of went up because in that process, she was very much is very much me, me, me. You did this to me. You did this to me. Look at my dress. I looked great. It was all self inward looking, and it wasn't taking a step outside of herself and saying, Hmm, you know what? I, I'm sorry that I said this, that, or the next thing is, well, like it was all, it was all about her. And that's, that's kind of where I'm like, that's where my little red flag started to go off in that episode is when he, again, I'm saying he didn't need to, he needed to apologize hard. Right. Yeah. And he, he had the majority of the apologizing to do, but yeah. she was just kind of like, uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. well you attacked me i felt this way i felt that way i felt this way and it's like she if he had said i'm sorry because i felt like this when i when like she wasn't even give him that moment right it was all about her and so when i that's kind of where i was saying like i kind of got some red flags from it and i'm not saying i'm like on her side i you know in that argument again jamie doesn't have a leg to stand on because he went ballistic over something i don't think is that big of a deal but she again in that moment i keep seeing it's like and, and when she talks to the to viv and she talks to or yeah in the session when she's trying to is it vivian or Viv- vivian viviana viviana when she's talking to viviana it's like she it's it's all about her victimizing herself and it's like yeah i'm not so cool about that i don't it's it's very one way and that's where i sorry the, i think where i was getting to that point was when we were talking about like this whole like is Jamie a nympho? Is he not a nympho? Or is she using that as a way to make him look bad? Yeah. And, 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 and it's interesting too, because one of Jamie's biggest gripes is that she doesn't take responsibility or accountability. And then in those apologies with her not apologizing for her own actions, it's just pissing him off more. Yes. And, yes. Um, and you know, his, his, he pulled the mat too when he walked. So I, I want to talk about another thing Pastor Cal said first, but when he walked up to her, when she was sitting by the fire, he's like, what's up? Like, what's with these guys? This he pulled season? a just, mat. <laughs> he pulled a mat. Matt, Matt, Matt must have pulled him aside. So just, you need to walk sup. up to her and be like, sup. Sup. You're going to get sex that night. Just say, walk in and say, sup. It's all you need to say. And then your girl will forgive you. Sup. Um, so, he, you know, he didn't really, he apologizes, but it was like kind of haphazard. Um, and then she starts saying like, when you barged in and he's like, Whoa, watch out for all these incriminating words. These are really harsh words. Let's not name call. I mean, he's overreacting. It's it's funny how some of the couples you're starting to notice. I'll say this. I'd argue one couple is actually good at communicating. And it's Oh no, Greg and Deanna are great too. Yes, I would argue. Getting better. I would argue Greg and Deanna is, which is ironic because they're the ones that are talking about how they need to get better at communicating. Yeah. Well, that's a never-ending steal. 
Yes. And, and, and a lot of that is because you need to learn how to communicate with each other. And again, we're talking about one month anniversaries, right? Yeah. And like the couple that's more, that's most concerned about it is the one that's probably best off right now because none of these other couples communicate well. I'm not saying Iris and Keith don't. I think Keith does a really good job, actually. Yeah. Iris has a hard time, in my opinion. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, but regardless, Ew, I think. Icky. But, but Jamie and Beth are terrible communicators. Terrible. I don't know if they know how to actually speak loving words to each other. It's like they need to work that out. That needs to be their exercise for like communication. Well, they're really good at patting or painting a bad example for everyone, for all of us to follow. Yeah. They literally escalate toxic, 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 which, you know, a lot of relationships in the, in the world today have that and people don't know any different, which mm-hmm. is kind of scary. So I hope that people can look at this and recognize that. See signals. Yeah, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't healthy communication. And if you're, and then, you know, yeah, that's, if you were to have a picture of yourself or if you were to watch back, if, if I was Jamie or Beth watching the show back, I'd be super embarrassed. Sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. It's it, stepping outside of yourself. And be like, God, that didn't look great. You, you really, know, I wasn't that mature here. Yeah. You need to hit rock bottom before you, uh, before you get better. So I, honestly, I do really believe that. So uh, but before before we switch, there's a conversation about do you love this person? Can you love this person? Blah blah blah. With Pastor Cal, and he said the difference is, you know, love is a concept of the head and not just the heart. And you know, you fall in love not like the movies do it, not like The Bachelor does it. You fall in love because you notice that you have someone good in front of you, good for you, and you need to work towards making that more good and i thought that was just something i wanted to highlight and i'll i'll add on to that with the conversation that greg has with pico his buddy yeah and i think in the, it's the very beginning of episode 11 and he asks a very good question and i wanted to pick your brain on this one too which is if the the things that you would like to hurt for her to improve on and work towards right or some flaws basically he's like are you okay if that never gets better right because you can't change people yeah. and that's i think i think it's where a lot of people that like, get married and they think they can change people yeah. and it's like no you but like it, it really comes from a level of, like loving them despite their flaws loving them despite maybe some of their shortcomings not that they can't work towards those but they they're not going to change let alone overnight just because they're married right or just because you have a kid or you know and that, i feel like that always gets romanticized like oh we'll get better once that happens it's like no you're just throwing more trouble into your life like you're throwing more stress onto your life what do you think that's going to get any better just because you have a kid just because you get married right but i think in that same spirit you're talking about is like I think that's also a very valid question to ask, especially before you get married. And I know they're already married, but it's getting to the point where we're three weeks away from saying, are we sticking with it or are we just getting divorced? And so for his buddy being like, it's, that's an important thing to think about right now is like, what if, what if, and it was for Greg's case, it was like, what if Deanna doesn't get better at communicating? What if she always has that guard up? You know, what if that's something that she just never gets around? Can you live with that? And, it, you know, I'm going to be coach platitude right now, or I just, I'm going to be mad with my platitudes. Um, you know, like, you know, if you can't Basketball change, ones, please. Basketball <laughs> ones, You know, I re-listened to the last episodes. I realized how annoying Matt voice is. So I'm going to try and avoid it. This, I almost went right into it. I was like, so eager to jump into Matt voice. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, 
you know, like if you can't change your situation, change your attitude, you know, is extremely relevant to what you just said. And, you know, to change, you can't, you can pick your nose and you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friend's nose. You know, that's an old saying, but it's, you can change yourself and you can change your attitude, but you can't change your wife. You know, that's, that's something important too. Um, you know, because there are a lot of people that go into relationships that are highly romanticized, like our other shows that we watch that think mm-hmm. that Billy's great, but he has a compulsive pants shitting issue <laughs> that I'm going to fix. And, and, and you're not going to fix that. And, you know, and you should like Billy for his ability to hold his bladder, but not cast size him for his ability to unhold his bowels. And I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think I nailed that. (laughs) Well, and I'll say there's one thing too that can exacerbate that whole issue, which is like you said, you can work on yourself, but if you know you're working on yourself for your partner and they're not, that can cause a whole, that can just widen that rift. And that's very important to keep in mind too. Yes. Trust me. I mean, you're talking to somebody that knows and, and you know, you have to, part of a partnership and a relationship is doing steps for yourself in despite what your partner does, but. And not holding healthy, it against them but if they're not a, doing it. But being in a healthy relationship is, if you see your partner working on themselves, you take steps to work on yourself. But don't work on the steps they're working on. Work on the steps that are important to you to where it'll get you to a point that you want to be. So if the, if at week eight, they decide to divorce you, you're stronger than you were the day before. If that makes sense. Yes. I mean, no, I agree. No, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, it's, it's a, again, it, it, it's a tightrope walk and you have to have the emotional maturity. And, and I think it's kind of what you're getting to is like, you gotta be able to work on yourself and be comfortable with that if somebody else isn't mm-hmm. right. And cause you're doing this for you. And that, that's something that, you know, I talked to my wife about too, a lot, which is like, I want to work on myself. And it's like one, cause like I want to improve myself for her, but it's also, I take care of myself. It puts me in a better decision to take care of her and our future kids and our future family. So it's like, there needs to be that space to be able to do that, but not, not feel like there's, you know, not place any expectations as a result just cause I'm working hard or harder. Right. There's that, you know, yeah. If you can think of it that way, it doesn't mean they should expect that they should be working on your level. Yeah. We're all different people. You know? I think it's a, hard, it's a hard thing for people to grasp. Like if you don't have to be the same to be a good couple or a good marriage or anything like that. And I think that that's, it's, it's so lost in culture today. It's like, if I am like, I am not, but if I'm speaking figuratively, you can look at my triglycerides and know that I'm not an active runner, but I'm an active runner. Therefore, my, my I would partner. Like my, mm-hmm. I would like my partner to run with me because that's important to me. Maybe your partner doesn't like to run. Maybe they and hate how, it. And maybe they hate it. And maybe they're all super supportive of you running, and they'll have breakfast ready for you when you come back from your run. Or maybe not. Maybe they want to sleep in. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, like. But if they're supportive of you doing what's important to you, that's just as important as doing it with you. And giving you that space to do it. That's another thing too. Yes. Right. That's yeah. also important. But 
And you uh, brought up Greg and Deanna, just, just so we keep talking about the show. I mean, we can yeah, I was going to say, we, we, yeah, we were getting deep there. Uh, yeah, deep pull. <laughs> um, Greg and Deanna, um, you know, Pastor Cal confronts Greg in the beginning of episode 10 saying, I think you're in love, but you're afraid to say so. And I liked the idea, and I'll ask you really quick too on that. He says there are people that are in love and they just don't really know it yet. And I thought that was an interesting thought. I, I, well, I think it's true because I think that, you know, love, you think if you don't experience love, you expect it to be with the moment you realize it, doves are going to fly down, put a sash over your head, and there's going to be confetti, and then the whole town's going to go out and do a flash mob. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it happens over time, you know, and if the intense feeling of love is very forward, front forward, you need to caution yourself. Speaking from personal experience. Yeah. You got to caution yourself because you need to make sure you understand so many aspects of a human being. Um, and you're protecting your heart. You're protecting yourself. Right. Yeah. So, and I'll argue. And I, I mean, I would argue that nobody, maybe there's somebody, but I would find it very rare to find people actually say, I knew the moment that I was that not in love. I knew the moment that I loved them. Right. I think it's always something that almost comes to you. Not in passing, but just kind of like, it's almost, it's more of a revelation that it has been there as opposed to like, I, like you said, there was no doves coming down. There was no flash mob. It wasn't like a moment where I was like, I knew the moment that I knew I loved this person. Right. It's, it's always kind of like, again, it's a retrospective feeling. I almost feel like, like Oh my God. I do love that person. Right. And, yeah. and sometimes it can come from either they go away for a while or there's a threat of them leaving or there's a threat of them not being around anymore. They actually realize like, Oh my God, like, I love this person. It's not like I, you know, I, I agree. And, and it's, that's why a lot of people find out too late. Mm-hmm. You know, if I loved her this much all along, she wouldn't be gone. I think the great Blake Shelton's saying that, um, but it, <clears throat> you know, it's something that I would say you don't realize you're in love. You realize when you can't live without them. Yes. Yes. And, and that it would be painful. Like yes. Your everything. days would be darker. Food would lose their taste. All that romantic shit that you hear in movies. It's not like, you know, like if you were to walk up to someone right now and lose your sense of taste and smell, you probably would have COVID. I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest. You think that it's love, but you just have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Go get yourself tested. Um, Did you hear Robert Pattinson has it? He's filming on the set of Batman. They had to, they had to stop filming because oh, he's got really? it apparently. Oh, no. I'm sorry. He tested positive. I, I mean, we'll see. Uh, he, all he wanted was justice and he came down with the coronavirus. <laughs> hey, which started from a bat. <laughs> Whoa. Full circle. Wow. Wow. Anyways, Greg and Deanna, let's get back to the show. Well, I, yeah, but, but, but hit Edward Cullen standing in Bella's room was really fucking creepy. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. I mean, it needs to be said. Okay. Anyway, back to this. I hope um, somebody uses. I hope somebody finds my joke and puts it into a meme someday because it's fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I'm you should meme it. I should. Um, Coming out to the pot, the Instagram and the Instagram. yeah, follow us at R O Stones guys and see if Alex does it. Um, uh, so, uh, but I mean, they go on a cute bowling date. 
um, you know, they, uh, you know, shoot, this got all jumbled here. They went and tried octopus and Greg tried octopus, not for her. Octopus isn't that bad if it's cooked right. Um, yes. The yes. restaurant looked like they would cook it right. Um, yes. It was more upscale. So I feel like they knew their way around a octopus tentacle. And then they used that sugary thing that fucks up my triglycerides to commit to one year of marriage together when they both agree that the cake topper won't be eaten until one year, their one year anniversary. Um, but there was whipped cream on the dresser in the bedroom, which yes. I thought Des- was dessert was Greg still move. had dessert was still had, <laughs> which I thought was creepy Greg move, you know, probably. Cause, cause there's some part where he's like, I want to talk to Viviana because I want to talk to Bella. She's the sex therapist. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. It's like pump the brakes, brother. Stop. I'm going to pull a, who was that from the bachelor? Stop. Yeah. S T A A A H P. Yeah. Stop. And then, so then they sit down and, you know, Greg says he sat with Pico and he said that if she doesn't get more verbal with her emotions and I'm out, um, Deanna conversely realizes that she needs to be more verbal or he's out. Yep, which which is honestly like that's the best solution you could probably go for, right? I mean, yeah. if you know that there's something on the table, right, that needs to happen, right? There's there is a critical moment or a critical process that needs to take place before that in the 21 days. Yeah, they're both without even talking to each other on the same exact page, which is awesome. Yeah, but they both know what they need to do, right? So I think that's huge. And I think watching them like go on these dates and interact with each other. They have this playfulness, which is good. And she's starting to open up. Being just more playful too. It's very natural. I used, I would vote them as the most natural couple right now. Um, and you and know, healthy and healthy, yeah. even with the lack of communication and like with Deanna still having her boundaries up, like, and that's where I think was huge where Greg at the end of that night opened up about his, you know, about himself. I mean, I think, I think he, and honestly, I think that's a good leadership move, right? For like, from a relationship standpoint as the man, like I think he realized that he can go a lot deeper with her and be a lot more vulnerable with her to mm-hmm. almost give her that breadth or that bandwidth to jump in the pool a little bit deeper with him. If that makes sense. Right. Yes. Like he's like, look, I'll go, I'll go neck deep. Right. If yeah. you can come waist deep. I'll right? tell you how, I'll tell you how cold the pool is. And then I'm going to get really creepy about Dr. Viviana and you're going to run out of the pool and put your towel on. Uh-oh. So is that <laughs> foreshadowing? Who knows? We'll have to watch on. Um, I say we do Iris and Keith because there's a lot to talk about dumb shit and Amber. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, so they're, they're one month anniversary. They go riding horses, right? Yes. And well, before you, before they even did that, he was talking, Keith was talking to his buddy, Eric. He's like, I think this is the longest you've ever been without sex, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And, uh, you, and you, and you got to clap it up for Keith in that instance. Yeah, seriously. Like, like uh, but you don't, you don't date, you don't marry or date your, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend from, for their past. So long as they're no. growing from it. Um, and he hasn't made any inclination that he's some perv or anything like that no no no. i, I got a question to ask you though yeah because on this date where they go horseback riding when they pull up she's like we're going horseback riding aren't we? we're going horseback riding aren't we we're going horseback riding and then she also she says something that kind of spurred my memory 
when they were back in Antigua. And she was like, oh, it's just like the time when I guess we were going stingray, like diving or whatever, right? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, because, and I'm sure this will differ for every guy, but for me, it ruins the moment if the girl tries to guess what you're trying to do, especially if she guesses it right, before you guys do it. And the whole like, oh, I knew it. I guessed it. For me, I don't know. As a guy, I'm just like, all right, well, I guess now we're just going to do it, right? Like, it's like it, it takes away from like the romanticism, I guess, of like what I'm trying to do, right? It kind of, well, I think like, that, I'm I think that, we'll, yeah, when we move into opportunities or situations like that, we did a lot of planning, we tried to make it special, and then when they guess it or act like it was so fucking obvious, you kind of are like, well, shit, well, then why, why did I take all these steps to try and do it special? Where if you're like, do you want to go horseback riding for our month anniversary? Why don't you ever be romantic? Uh-huh. Why do you want to tell me? I, I get that. I mean, it goes both ways, I would assume. But at the same time, it, you know, it, it, uh, well, and, it, and it's hard to surprise somebody when you're going to do something physical where you can actually see what you're about to do as you're pulling into the driveway, right? <laughs> like, yeah, horseback riding, you can't hide it. There's horses at this at, in the corrals. Like, and you pull up to a ranch, we're going horseback riding. It's like, no, bitches, camels. <laughs> Like, like, little did you know it's a hometown cooking. Like, no, I don't know. We're digging a grave. I I dated a girl that used to like. She used to like revel in that, and it would drive me nuts. It wasn't a deal breaker, but it was just something where I was like, I just it it sucks because I I wanted to be able to surprise her. Give me this. Give me this. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. We're going to an airport. We're skydiving. Oh, I had no idea. I would even argue being honest, like either during or after like, all right, I kind of, I kind of guessed it. I, you know, as you get, we got closer, I kind of knew or kind of guessed what we were doing. I'm totally fine with that. I just hate like the whole, like right before it's happening. It's like, I knew it. We're going horseback riding. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go hop on the horses. <laughs> okay. Cool. Anyways, giddy up. I just, I just had to ask you about that. But anyway, no, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. And I mean, um, you know, they have a real honest conversation about marriage, which I thought was refreshing at the dinner table. And, uh, you know, she tells him playing on, she kind of commits to him there too. I want, I plan on staying past eight weeks, which I think is a, a solid move in this scenario, just in the sense that if you're feeling that communicate that to the other person. So there's not this, um, looming, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea what they're going to do. Maybe I need to say no to protect myself. Prisoner's theory. I'm going to say no, you know, like just so I'm not one that's hurt or looks stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. Something I did find out is that Iris has a baby voice and I dated a girl with a baby voice that went the like, Oh, that's a deal breaker for me. I, I ended that one. I thought if I dated dated a girl that sounded like that, I would break up with them immediately. I, (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't I can't even tell you. Like, oh don't kill. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. Um she's a lovely, lovely lady, but at the same time, the baby voice was the reason why I broke up with her. If she didn't have the baby voice, you know, who knows? But um so they do that well, and I wanna say that's tied to something we'll we'll get into later with them, but yes. Yeah, but 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 the in, in keeping with the baby voice, her, her emotional immaturity, which is now becoming Keith's biggest hot spot, was never more on display than when they were playing dice, the sex dice, 
and it was like touch boobs no ew gross blow boobs and that's, ew and that's ew. and that's and that's where i was getting which was i think that that and i wouldn't say it's her emotional maturity i think she's emotionally mature it's her sexual immaturity that is yeah. his concern it has nothing to do with her virginity it's the fact that he's wondering if she'll ever be ready because i don't I, I, the way she reacts right now it's like and she talks about she's like well, i'm 27 and then it's like you don't act like it when it comes to a sensual moment. And I'm not talking about sexual. I'm talking about sensual moment. And that's where I think Keith was super awesome and being honest with Cal, Pastor Cal about that and being like, that's a concern for me. Cause I don't know, like, and, and to be fair, and I, and I was hundred percent on board with him with this, which was, he's like, you know, when Cal was like, Pastor Cal was like, wait, so you're not necessarily sexually attracted to her. And he goes, a part of me is, but the fact that she does not have any sexual maturity is unattractive. Yeah. It's like you want your girl to be attractive or to have a bit of a sensual side and a sexual side. Yeah. I'm not saying that she has to be off the charts, that, you know, but every guy likes to know like there's a, there's a side that can get there. And I yeah. think for him, it's bothering him that she, I don't think she can. I don't think she's ready. No, no, she's not in. She was talking to Dr. Viviana, like, I have this precious gift to give him. And she's, she loves her message. That's a direct quote. And, you know, and then she's like, well, how about don't look at it as taking your virginity, as in you are giving him his, your virginity? Or like, and this whole, like, she's putting it on a pedestal. Yeah, I was about to say the same exact thing. I was about to say, putting the P on the pedestal. Mm -hmm. Um, But, speaking to her mental emotional maturity Mm -hmm. iris took everything that dr viviana said and put it directly into practice yes yes so kudos to her trying yeah it's like i'm not a hater of iris at all i love iris yeah she just needs to like really explore that sexual side of herself and she's caught sexually in a it's gonna sound really bad seven-year-old girl mode Mm -hmm. and i thought it was very prevalent it's all silly and icky right like that's kind of the vibe i get when when she has to deal with it and i i caught it so much when she was at the pool with her mom and she had this pink flowery one piece (laughs) long sleeve bathing suit jumping around talking about how important her virginity is and how sex is icky and her mom's like you need to go to pound town dear i i will i will say that adidas onesie was kind of dope i liked it you like the adidas onesie i thought it was like oh my gosh is this like but, a manifestation but, of her age well, or sexual maturity age but i'll say this not being on iris would have been better like you said when you put it that way like it actually makes perfect sense right yeah. but like like I, I just thought it was cool i was like i didn't know one adidas made bathing suits you're like i, like, I, I want that I, I want that for myself <laughs> and I'm a straight. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm comfortable with my, my, my manhood, and I'm. But I went. That's a. I want a. I want a uh, Adidas onesie for the pool. That's freaking dope. <laughs> I'll get but you anyways, one. I'll get you I, one for your baby shower gift. How's I, that? Perfect. I, I digress. I digress. But I can I just say I want to give props to the mom for being like, basically giving her. It's time to grow up, sweetie. Like yeah, she, time like, to, it's time to jump in the deep end. Time like, to dive in. Yep. I and like she. That too. And, and and she. I mean, here's the thing I'll say too, like, and kudos to her mom. Iris doesn't need to go to Viviana and pay for uh, counseling. Her mom knows what's up because her mom says the exact same thing that she needs to work on. Dive in. And it's time to like, again, you're old enough. Like, and 
you know, I think that, you know, when, when Iris is talking to her about, you know, how like she's starting to have problems that Keith is concerned about her virginity, her mom calls out. She goes, I don't think it's, you know, concerned. About it's you, part, it's, it's concerns a, for him. It's a sensitivity to it. And because you're putting it on a pedestal, he's, he doesn't know what to do with that. And he doesn't want to, he, like, almost like he's walking on eggshells, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and so he doesn't know. And the, he's making, or she's making him indirectly be concerned about it, be, be sensitive to it because she puts it up on a pedestal. Yeah. This whole concept of virginity. And I think, I think Viviana only, she just takes it one step further and gives her action steps into her thought process of saying, like, let's not use the words take your virginity. Yeah. But it's being taken. It's given. It's shared. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's like you're in control. Yeah. Like, isn't it funny though? Like how when you send an email with your contact information, it's called the V card. Like, send me your yeah. V card. You know how many times I've given my V card out in an email? I don't want to talk about it. I need Doctor Viviana. Oh, you're a man about town, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take me, talk me off this ledge, Doctor Viviana. Um, but I think the last, the last couple to talk about is a dipshit and Amber. And, um, you know, Amber starts off the episode by saying that um, she she wanted to make him dinner to appreciate, show him she appreciates him owning up to his mistakes. How low is that fucking bar? All I can say is that dude should still be sleeping on the couch. It's like the next night. Isn't it the next night? It's the next night. That she's making him dinner. Like I'm like, dinner, she dresses all cute, and he just like sits there at the table, and the, I in, sent in you a, a in an oversized like rugby shirt, and he's like, Ooh, and go, I sent go. you a picture of him leaning back and laughing. It literally looks like he he is watching, you know, Toy Story, and he's for the first time as a three year old, just eyes big and wide. I mean, my my four year old son can be more coherent than Matt. I, it drives me nuts. You know, and have deeper conversations. And he has more integrity. Yeah. I, 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 it drives me nuts. Um, and he's, he realizes <laughs> he knows he, what's right, right. Because he, he notices that being a husband means being more committed than a bachelor. But my solution to everything is I'm going to write a song. And I thought which, that, which, which I'll say, and again, we haven't gotten into episode 11 yet, right? But. From like, okay, he's making an effort. He brought flowers home the next day. He's writing her a song. I'm like, at least it's thoughtful and it's considerate of her. Mm. I'm like, and again, he's, in my opinion, he still has some climbing up to do. And so, not that I'm saying he's going to write her a song every time he does something bad, but my point is, is that it's like, okay, maybe he is starting to be like, okay, sorry I messed up. I want to make it up to you and show you that I care about you. You You know who he is in that moment? He's Dusty Dinkleman. Yeah. With Jamie's smiles. <laughs> Except last time it wasn't Jamie. Just use that with he's the same song for every girl. I, I did have that thought too. I was like, I wonder if he's sung this song before. I wonder if he's skis in his jeans. Um Dusty Dinkle and skis in his jeans. <laughs> Jersey. Um but it's interesting too because they, they watched their their wedding vows on the video and she's like, Oh my gosh, his vows are so cute. <clears throat> His vows vows are communication and teamwork is vital for a team win. Was his vows, and that's cute. Oh, yeah, in basketball. (laughs) Basketball. 
And then he named a song Diamond and Pearls, which should be called Doing Other Girls. <laughs> that was my joke I wrote down. It's a good one. I got me good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but so, all right. So then let's get into Pastor Cal sit down and then her well, sat wait, down. Wait, so, so, well, hold on. So, so what we have in is, so we have that night. Things seem like, all right, they're, he's on the mend. He's, he's starting to be a husband, right? And practicing these husbandly things. Then he decides he's done and he's gone for another two days. By the time, and I, I bet you the reason why this all happens where he comes back is because I'm sure the show is like, you need to come on or we'll sue your ass. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure it was like, well, because think about it, the only he didn't even see her before they had their sit downs. No. He, saw, he saw Pastor Cal before he saw his wife. It's, it, is, it is so wild, but I loved how Pastor Cal cut through the bullshit. He's like, stop BSing stop, don't, me. Don't man. BS me. Yep. Don't BS me, man. And he said, you know, like, you know, you're being wait, lousy. Wait. For, for the listeners, and I know that hopefully they're, watch, they're watching along with us, but why does he say that? What does he say? Do you know what? Do you remember what he says? Who, Matt? Matt. He says, they're in a good place overall. Yeah, yeah. And Pastor Kyle goes, you've got to be. Don't, don't, don't BS be, me. Don't BS me, man. Where have you been? You could tell. You could tell. Pastor Cal has probably never hit somebody, but he sure as hell would shake the shit out of Matt. <laughs> I shake. That's a, was, that was good. Um, but Amber's just as guilty. She said that he's hamming it up for the cameras, and she is too because in that moment where she could be real, she couldn't stop shaking. She was. I, he's done and then it was such it was a strong woman in that moment and then every other time we see her in the edited stuff not that that wasn't edited too she's weak as fuck so it's mm-hmm. like she oscillates i i want to see well, more of that strong woman she struggles with those abandonment issues right but like, again Correct. when he comes back in that's what she deals with like and again it goes back to why she let him off way too easy which i'm glad dr pepper nailed her on it was like you let him off way too easy Correct. and it's because she deals with the, like like you said like i'm waiting to see this strong amber and it's not it's, it's strong when he's not around it's strong when he first walks in the door but the second he goes like i'm sorry or whatever as soon as he says sup maybe i shouldn't abandon you for 24 hours and not text you and tell you where i'm at then she's like okay we good all right we're good because she wants to, she wants to be with him and she wants to put the the potential tiff behind her you know she's and then, so it's so sad because it's like I, I worry for like her next really i don't think this is going anywhere but i mean who knows or it could or it's like I, I it can't help but think like the abusive relationship she's gonna find herself herself in constantly because of this like abandoned this need to be like to please somebody that yeah. is doesn't deserving of her. He doesn't deserve her. He's not showing that. He never answers any questions, including Pastor Cal's. You know, <laughs> he doesn't answer any questions. It's just stressful. Where have yeah. you been? It's just stressful. I'm hanging but out I, with the boys. I, I needed to get in a good headspace. What? So, so describe literally where you went. You are being a lousy husband. Yeah. Is there another girl? And he's Matt's like. He says, I'm disappointed that that's even a consideration. I'm, yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, I'm disappointed that's even a consideration. After that, that that's in question is disappointing. After his eyes searched the room for like five seconds, (laughs) right? Like, perfect political answer, by the way, right? Yes. I'm, I'm shocked that you even asked that. You didn't answer the question. You didn't answer the question. No. 
And and so you, if your character is so good, it should yeah. be able to stand up to criticism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he can't do that. And they both recommit where I thought they said that they were going to stop toxic relationships is what they said in the beginning, like save Amber, save Elizabeth and Jamie. Yeah. And and, and both of them end it right there. This is not a fit. So I don't know. But then Matt walks back in where Amber is. First time he's been home in two days. And he goes, what does he do? Sup. Sup. And he sits down and he's like, what was your big takeaway from Pastor Cal? Uh, communicate better. Yeah. And then she's like, I need yeah. to set some guidelines. I want to call it, I want to text at the beginning of the night, text at the end of the night, and then you home by 2.30. The easiest, easiest, non-necessary rules in a healthy relationship ever given. He's like, wow, that's pretty lenient. Yes, the bar is that low for you, Matt. It is yeah. that low because your main takeaway should have been you're a lousy husband yes i don't expect anything from you i expect these things at a minimum because you are a piece of keith and iris first date horseshit yeah yeah yep i went angry there (laughs) but i just i i'm sick and tired of of this but no they they need to go they need to save amber Hashtag, hashtag save Amber. We should start that. Hashtag save Amber. It gets worse, man. I walk. I looked ahead, but I need to catch and, up. And we'll record the next one for sure. Yeah, but um, before we go into the Stones rating, which I know you're all waiting for, um, we want to thank again Wash Park Lending, Justin Wash Park Lending, for sponsoring the show. If you're looking to refinance or purchase a home in the Denver metro area, Colorado area. Uh, give him a call. Go to www.washparklending.com. He will treat you right um, and uh, make this process as seamless as possible. Do it now, folks, because right now money is free. Yeah. Free. Yeah. So give him a call. Go to www.washparklending.com to check to get to the contact page where you can find his number. Company NMLS 1952608. So, after every episode, we give a Stones rating uh, to determine how painful or enjoyable this particular episodes are. Uh, we each have two Stones to give. Naturally. And um, zero Stones means an act of castration is more preferable to watching the show. Two Stones meaning, hey, you know what? Actually, this was enjoyable. So, Alex, where are you at? Um... I'm going to give it two stones and it was, and it was a, again, Costco 12 pound rat, you know, saran wrapped sealed pork, butt. it was great. Lots a, of meat, a butt, not a short shoulder. Pork butt I, I, shoulder. Gotta get it right, dude. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they call it butt, but it's, it's shoulder. So what shoulder are we talking about? The front shoulder or the back shoulder? I think front, right? I don't know. Cause, cause the, the back would be a hawk, wouldn't it? Anyways, it was meaty. And wow. I give it two stones. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, and I think to your point that you made early on in the show was there's definitely a lot of insights into healthy communication, unhealthy communication, and interaction. Yeah. Right? And so I was like, you know, from like a, a viewer, if they actually wanted to like learn something from like a relationship, a show that deals with relationships, it's not The Bachelor. 
this is it's good. It, yeah. You can learn a lot from the from these two episodes alone. I, I could so. watch. I think like I could watch only these two episodes. I'd be like, wow, okay, that's like wow. There's a lot that these people need to figure out, and you know, you should be able to see if you try to improve something for yourself. Look inward, right? Hey, yeah. do I do that? Do I communicate I, like that? I think that the best way of learning for yourself is watching others noticing patterns and it's like perfectly yeah you you watch this show and you're like are, am i jamie sometimes in an argument yeah. am i so steadfast on being right that i'll you know disparage the other person mm-hmm. am i elizabeth am i overly emotional am i iris am i immature am i keith mm-hmm. am i fucking awesome like you know like <laughs> all these different keith, things keith keith, keith. <laughs> I, I i'm a fan man i'm a fan Ben wagon yep <laughs> and I'm, I'm a fan of greg when he's not trying to get some when he doesn't get creepy yeah when he doesn't get creepy i'm a big fan of greg (laughs) um and uh so you know i'll give it two stones too um for the same exact reasons i since we can't give halves i rounded up because overall the experience was pleasurable Mm -hmm. i thought i was disappointed in the show for not ending certain relationships yeah matt and amber and jamie and elizabeth i mean jamie and elizabeth should not be together. I'll put it there. And because they're not taking steps to make things right, they're literally... Well, I think they were, and then they were right back to it. But they that's, were right back to, to ground zero when they started ripping at each other. But that's the cycle of abuse, man. You go straight from the abuse to the honeymoon. And we're going to get the, better. Yep. And then the wavelengths get closer together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm seeing they're going from fight to honeymoon because they're kind of like, let's never talk about this again. Let's never fight again. Speaking like a Sith, speaking in absolutes. And then, you know, so it keeps getting closer. So, uh, but I'll give it two cents because I enjoyed it. And that's what we're talking about, whether men will enjoy it or not. Yes. So four yes. stones. The meaty scale is a 12 piece Saran wrap Costco meat pack. Pork butt. Pork butt. Sorry. <laughs> Get this. it right, Matt. <laughs> I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of ratings within my scale, but you know. So are right. you like an improvisational meat grader, or do you write down the meat scale before? Oh, I totally wing it. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> totally well, wing it. We appreciate you, Jack. Uh, listening, we'll come back with you in an episode here soon. Soon, this Jim Beam's kicking in. That frat uh, juice is kicking. Yeah, I know. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. YouTube at RO Stones Guys. Literally talk to us. We're funny. We post funny things. We're insightful. We um, love the ladies and we love the men. So uh, we're all here for you and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you all soon. So we'll be signing off. Have a great week. Hey, Carol.